Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Dale Kennedy. I'm dude number three. It's a very cold Wednesday out there, folks. Uh, bring your coat, scarf, whatever else you got. Uh-oh. Warm the car up before you get in it. It's cold. Again, I'm dude number three. I'm Dale Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has parked the bus and entered the building. What's going on, Clayton? All right, not a whole lot, Dale. Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, regular special guest. Uh, on Tuesday's native son, favorite. Whoops, wait a minute. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, you're with us. How are you? We can't. We can't hear full you. House Mr. this morning. There can we you go. Hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, you got a full house this morning, huh? We do have a full house, but it's a good full house. An interesting, yeah, interesting full house. Uh, native son, favorite son of Columbia, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School. Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And because school is out, Mount Pleasant school teacher, also a progressive, liberal, Democrat-oriented fellow, writes a column each week in Main Street Murray, which appears side-by-side with Ron Hart's column. Ron taking the more conservative, libertarian approach, Seth taking the more democratic, progressive-type approach, and their columns run side-by-side each week in Main Street Murray. Uh, Good morning, Seth. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. And always with us, Murray County Commissioner and Chair of the Murray County Republican Party, uh, Jerry Bridenbaugh. How are you, Jerry? Good morning, Doc. Merry Christmas, Murray County. Merry Christmas, Murray County. All right. We we already started up the conversation before the show got on. Ron, uh, yesterday, you may not have uh, heard the show, but we had on um, George Varalis, who is uh, a person that I think everybody respects, even though they may not agree with him. Uh, but he's a... a successful businessman participant in this community in a number of ways and is uh well respected he but he came on the show yesterday in opposition to what's known as impact fees the murray county commission and that would be the, the ideas for growth to pay for growth <clears throat> at present our tax base consists for murray county and again you got to remember that in murray county now different counties around the state have different Setups, but in Murray County, the Murray County government pays for the public schools. Period. The cities don't contribute anything. Uh, Spring Hill, Mount Pleasant, Columbia. Murray County's only tax base is the property tax. So we are faced with, uh, you know, I think we're the fastest growing county in the state now. We're faced with a an overwhelming um, <clears throat> need to build schools in the next five to ten years. And we, you know, the the property tax base is just stretched about as thin as you can stretch it. So the Murray County Commission is asking the state legislature to allow an impact fee, you know, a fee that would be paid per square foot for new development. The idea for growth to pay for growth. Uh, We tried to get it through the state legislature uh, last year and the year before and failed uh, that effort is ongoing. I'm going to ask Jerry to talk about that here in a minute, as he is a member of the commission and familiar with its workings. Uh, but Mr. Morales, of course, 
is is a developer realtor and his argument yesterday was that these fees would increase the cost uh of it already you know we've got a the i think the i don't know if it's median or average but whatever the the average price of a home in murray county now is about 400 new home four hundred and sixty thousand dollars, uh and that does not match up at all with the average household income in the county and uh so uh, mr paralysis argument if i understood him correctly was that you know the the price of these houses is already basically out of reach uh for the average murray county and, and if we impose these fees it's just going to get farther out of reach uh jerry what is the status uh you were talking about it before we got on there what's what's the status in front of the commission again jerry bryden about commissioner uh of this impact fee and where is it going uh next year what's the plan well Del, and and again just to always put the disclaimer out there I'm, I'm giving my own personal recollections i'm not speaking for the commission or giving an opinion for the other 21 members of the commission that's out there but got it that being said um the county commission for the last two years has attempted to work with the state legislature and uh, have a impact fee codified um, the first time it was just for Murray County. This last time it was for Murray, um, Rutherford, and I believe Sumner County had joined in. And we had promoted, look, this is not just a Murray County issue. This is a potential statewide issue, um, especially when you consider Blue Oval going in out over in West Tennessee. And that Those poor folks just have no clue what they're in for, but that's a different conversation for yeah, a different and day. And I'll, Jerry, um, I'll tell you, I happened to be up there, I guess I think it was last year when the legislature took this issue up and i've been up to the hill a few times over the my life and various times but i walked into that uh house office building over there where the committee hearing rooms are and the committee was going to take up the impact fee and out in the lobby where the lobbyists mm-hmm. hang out i have never seen a sea of lobbyists yeah. that large all employed by the real estate industry against the impact fee which was only going to impact three counties but right it, but it stirred up the whole state worth of them and, and they, had, they were there in force and we had a lobbyist last year uh we've hired um, or will be hiring another one to help this year um the deck is stacked though because we have one and they have Men. I, mean, I mean, there must have been and, a, there must have been a hundred. Oh yeah, hundred and fifty. Yeah. I mean, it was just um, and they and the cable company are the biggest uh, you know spenders on lobbyists, the real estate right. industry, because they're trying to keep the monopoly six percent, which I'm surprised is held up over the years. The monopoly six percent fixed commission. They fight for that. They fight for other things. They they have a big lobbying effort. You got you got to beat you got to beat them back a little bit. Yeah, and that kind of well, speaks I've to seen what a few lobbying efforts, but I have never seen that. It's much. one of the more powerful. Yeah. The builders lobby and the real estate lobby are two of the most power. In my opinion, are two of the most powerful lobby groups uh, in the state legislature. I mean, and that kind of speaks to what oh. I was saying yesterday. That, that there's, a, there's that perception that we're we're that the contractors and the developers are fleecing you know people in Murray County that they're making money hand over fist right now and they're not having to pitch back in. And like I don't know enough about it. I don't claim to know enough about it to know the, the particulars. But I think that they're they're making a lot of money right now, and people think that that they're it's going out the back door that they're not investing back into the community. Yeah, and I no, can't speak. I'm to not that. sure. I, yeah, I agree with you. I, on I that don't know. So they but, raise the price. Yeah. They don't. Follow, I mean, it's that's on the consumer. Be but, rest assured of that. They, they price it in their model. I mean, so, they, don't, they don't pay it out of their pockets. So, oops, I need to pay this tax. They they raise the price of the house five percent or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't know what their profit margins are, but you know the price is 
too high. Twenty percent usually. So, but anyway, um, getting back to to Delquit, your first question. Um, after last year, we actually came back, or the state legislature came back with an instruction to the commission or commissions, if you will. Um, and we formed an ad hoc committee uh, with the commission um, in conjunction with the uh, representative Sapiki, and they are have been talking with the realtors and the builders associations over the course of the summer this and is into the fall. An ad hoc committee of commissioners of Murray County. Um, one one commissioner, uh, Mr. Gabe Howard, is on it. Um, representative Sapiki, um, and I don't remember all of the all of the names. I do apologize, but there's about five members here in Murray County uh, that have been doing it, and. And um, they've been meeting with the builders and the realtors and trying to come up with a solution that fits everybody. That was the instruction. You find a solution that everybody's happy with and we'll pass it. But if you don't, then we're going to figure out a way to do it anyway. And whether you like it or not, that's what we're going to pass. And that was kind of the instruction. And that's, that's a shorthanded description of it, but that was kind of where we were. So the, This is the word from the legislature yeah, writ large. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I think they're getting, you're, either, you're either at the table or you're on the table. Yeah. They're, 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 I think they're getting tired of us coming up every year and, and you know coming up with different proposals. I, that's my own opinion, but that's what I think. And so anyway, we've been working, they've been working very diligently with these organizations, trying to come up with an equitable solution. Um, and I'm going back, I told Seth earlier, I'm going back about three or four months from the last update that I that I heard. I think there's been one other since then. And there were two solutions that, that were placed before or we were informed of. I, now, I'm not sure what traction they've gotten. One of them, and, and, and my favorite, and again, that's my favorite, was a redistribution of the transfer tax. Um, and for those that don't know, a transfer tax is the tax that you pay when you record a deed when you buy property um, uh, residential, or you are a non-exempt. In other words, you're not FHA, you're not HUD, you're not any of the government agencies. You are a private individual that buys a home, and you have a deed recorded at closing, uh, uh, you pay a transfer tax on that deed based on the price of the house. Uh, that is set by the legislature. It is a calculation that every county uses and it's equal across the state. The county gets that and it goes into the general fund. So one of the proposals is we take that money out of the general fund and we redistribute it to every county in the state based on the number of taxable deeds that are recorded in that in that county. Um, to me, that's an equitable solution. It take, it doesn't raise taxes on anybody. Um, and the more houses you sell, the more money you get back from the state because the more deeds you record. That's that's why it's my favorite. Now, there's going would have to be a lot of data mining and that kind of thing. Computer programs would have to be created to track that. Are the other recorded one, the, aren't deeds recorded in the county, not the state. County the deeds are recorded in the county, but the transfer tax gets sent to the state. Well, only let them touch it. Well, that's that's the idea, Ron. That it would be redistributed back to the counties. Yeah, I wouldn't trust. I'd take that little step so, out of it. I, I, if you got Columbia's growing, you got transfer fees coming in. Just right. put them in the county level, distribute them at county level. And, and that was get their greedy hands on that money. That was the the. You know, that was the first proposal that I heard. I'm sure it's been massaged since then, but that was the idea. You didn't raise taxes on anybody. You didn't raise the price of the house. Or they, this is um, the proposal which seems more likely to gain consensus. I, that, to me, yes. But the other one um, was kind of a pseudo-impact fee, if you will. And by the way, we're not allowed to call them impact fees. They're not considered impact fees. Um, but regardless... Um, 
the uh, the other idea was that you could impose a fee on new building. However, in order to be able to impose that fee, you had to go back to the legislature every year and ask permission to do that. And your growth rate over the previous four years had to be um, 9% or higher. So if for we're in 2023, so three, two, one, tw- from 2020 to 2023, Murray County would have had to have grown over that four-year period by 9% in order to be able to implement that fee. If it comes in at 7 or 8, we can't do it. Um, what that means is that you That's literally silly. have to That's grow silly. every year in order to continue to meet that. Well, I threw some numbers together as I was hearing that. And if I remember correctly, in order to continue to to apply that fee every year by 2026 or 2027, somewhere down the road, Murray County would have to be upwards of 120,000 people in population and continue to grow to be able to do that. So only counties that have this growth rate can, exactly. can capture this transfer tax. Can capture tax. the transfer tax, okay. yeah. So there would be off years, there would be plus years, it would be fluctuating. I don't like that. I like the consistency of the other one better. But again, that was informational. I don't know where the committees are at now, but I do know they're trying to get it done so that we don't have a fight in the legislature and have all those lobbyists on the committees um, doing what they did the last two years. Uh, Why does government put a number like a hard number on something? I hate when the government puts a hard number 9% on something. Yeah. It's not, I mean, that makes you have to go up there, hat in hand, the lobbyists. It makes them more important. I wish they wouldn't do that. I, and I, that's one of the things I disagreed with, Ron. The other thing um, that we need to consider is, uh, and a lot of people I don't think know this, cities in Tennessee can implement impact fees because they already have the legislative authority to do that. Right. The city of Columbia could do that tomorrow if the city council would vote to do that. I think Seth, I think I'm not. I think uh, Spring Hill has a pretty hefty uh, yeah. impact fee, yeah. and and the the growth rate in this county is the majority of the growth is within the city limits of Columbia. Yeah. Now the county would still get that if we got you know if we got our way about it. But the fact of the matter is that if it, and and then you would get into an argument with the city. I think about who gets the money, you know. But but the cities do and. Murfreesboro just did that after the legislature um, dismissed or for the for the summer within a month Mur- Murfreesboro city had implement had implemented impact fees so they've already done it over there as far as the city is concerned but Rutherford County still doesn't have it okay let's uh, take a break Ron you've already chimed in but continue Seth uh, Clay- Clayton I'd like to hear your thoughts or questions about this uh, impact fee issue I miss you all. Know what you think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and the Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. 
Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Review. It's a cold Wednesday. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, best bus driver in Murray County. How's it going, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Regular special guest with us every Tuesday, native son, favorite son of Columbia, uh, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. And Seth Campbell is with us because school's out, and he's a school teacher, and we welcome him anytime he's got time to come spend with us uh good morning seth hey good morning thanks for having me Doug. and jerry brydenbaugh who is the uh chair of the murray county republican party and uh commissioner from here in murray county now jerry's been talking about the um possibility of an income uh, uh, i mean a impact fee oh yeah or, don't let that word yeah. income come out of your mouth <laughs> yeah, no, no no yeah you're right yeah let's stop be confusing and and now Storm the Capitol. Yep. Yeah. Now that's sort of morphed into the idea of, of a of a transfer tax uh, on when a property is transferred and, and a transfer tax is paid at the Register of Deeds office. That that money could be used at least in certain counties to assist in growth, paying for growth because it you know in theory the the more houses are transferred, the more growth you got, and the more there is need for that money in the county system to pay for growth. Mr. York, you got questions or thoughts on any of this? Well, you know, I'm, all the conversation we've been engaged in is is how to stop. How to stop. And I think, you know, the county ought to look at how to embrace the growth and come up with working solutions that will embrace growth. Let me, let me explain. Let me just point something out. Okay. Yesterday I was looking at the news and they're talking about building an express lane from Spring Hill to Nashville. Yeah. What about Columbia? Why wasn't Columbia included? We got as many people leaving Columbia going up north as anybody. The only way I know how to ease this county's pain that people don't want is to grow the job base. 
to grow good, high-paying jobs. And I've seen it, like I told you, I've seen it in many areas. Williamson County is an example of it. They grew jobs where people could affordable. Now, a lot of people don't want growth. They hold on to their property. They hold on to their property. They get old. They expire. And their children sell it. So it's not going to stop. It's going to continue to grow because this is a fertile ground for people to raise families and enjoy some isolation from the bigger part of the world. So embrace it instead of fighting it. Well, Mr. York, we're not we're not trying to fight it. We're not trying to stop it. Um, that that's not the point. And and I saw the story in the paper. I think it was yesterday's or Sunday's paper. The new company, X X Entria, or I, I don't remember the the name. It's kind of odd. But they're you know the forty five million dollar investment. That's great news. We're not opposing growth, but we can't have growth without being able to enhance the infrastructure build the schools the last i heard um and again this is going on memory but the last i heard we are already three or four schools behind the service population that we have and you got to pull that money from somewhere and if you don't have it the i really don't like the bumper sticker slogan growth pay for growth i mean that's very generic and it looks good on the back of your car but the whole point is that you've got to raise money to be able to put in the water lines, put in the gas lines, build the schools, um, put more staff for the county and, and city government uh, in order to service the population. And you can't do that with the current structure um, of the fees and the taxes and the income that we have now. Um, and and so you've got to be able to do that. And, and the argument for a long time has been that the growth is, is coming from the north down. Um, and I remember when I ran, and a lot of us, especially in the southern and, and western part of the county, when we ran, we looked at all the building going on up in Spring Hill, and I don't mean to to, to disparage the, the folks in Spring Hill at all, but everybody saw money going north, and my folks down in Cullioca are going, where's my cut? Why is my school needing a roof and we can't put it on? Well, because we're building a new high school in Spring Hill, and that's where all the money's going. So y- y- we just can't do that, and, and it's not fair to the rest of the citizens in the county, I don't think. Okay. <clears throat> Seth? What are your thoughts or questions? I mean, basically, you have to find a way to – I mean, everyone agreed yesterday for the most part. I thought that the you, no one wants to stop the growth, but you just have to control it. You have to plan it out so you don't bust out. You know, if you're you, – you don't bust out of the seams and then have this uncontrolled growth and not not be able to mm-hmm. afford the, the basic necessities you need to afford for your for your community. And I think we're at that we're at that point. So I'm just piggybacking on what Jerry says. And I, I think I agree with Jerry wholeheartedly <laughs> on what he said. Well, I'm I'm going to run down the sidetrack because I thought about this. Okay, Jerry. When I, I I saw that I saw the the news story, Jim, on the 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 toll lane, I guess you could call it, yeah. um, running up the interstate. And they and, don't call them toll lanes. No, like you don't you say gotta, impact fees. You don't you, say toll. But lanes, you got to right. pay to use it. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. and I saw where the first one was going to be allegedly uh, to be built from Nashville to Murfreesboro and then Nashville down to Spring Hill. And you can make a valid argument that it does need to come down to Columbia. But it goes back to I remember several years, and I mean several years ago, a an individual from the Department of Transportation came down to the local Kiwanis Club and told us how wonderful things were going to be after the I-65 expansion project was done and how much easier our commute would be to Brentwood and to Nashville. Well, I'm telling you, it's not easier, it's harder. And why is it harder? Look at the Paytonsville interchange. 
Yeah, we added two lanes to the interstate, and we added an entire city around Paytonsville. We didn't reduce the traffic. We increased it. And and you just can't do that. You can't build for now and then all of a sudden outgrow it in, in by the time it's done. And and so that's what we're trying to head off. We're trying to be uh, visionaries down the road. What do we need to do so that as we continue to grow, and we fully expect to, that we can handle that growth and not explode to the point where we can't we can't do anything. I agree. Uh, well, if people continue to sell property and sell land in this area, we have no control over that, Jerry, and it's going to happen whether we want it or not. That's true. But we can. I looked out at Zion, in, in Zion. There yep. was a gentleman that owned a big parcel of property. He expired, and as soon as he expired, they built homes on all the property. Yep. That's a fact of life. You can't get away from that. And and I would never infringe on someone's personal property rights to do whatever they wanted to do. But if they're going to sell it and put in a four or 500 home development, then those families need to have somewhere to shop and eat and go to school. And we can, we can control that to a certain extent. Yeah, we have 80 acres north side of uh, the county, right, 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 Spring Hill. We're, we've sold about half the lots or five acre lots. So we, we didn't go to zoning because we heard it was hard down there to get things zoned. So we decided to sell bigger lots, um, estate type of lots down there to make it easy rather than tangle with Columbia a little bit. So you guys are viewed as, as probably not difficult, but it's not like a slam dunk to go in there. And you, and you guys decide what type of town you want to be, right? What type of growth you want. I, I look across the state and find a model that you like that has worked. Yeah, you know, I don't. I wouldn't, re, you know, re, uh, you know, create the wheel here when someone else has done it. So who do you admire? In Columbia, you know, the, the, Mr. York talked about this expressway direct, right, right to Columbia. The only thing that's slow growth right now is not having an expressway. If you wanted to slow it, right, it'll keep Columbia like a, a kind of a bucolic, uh, you know, Mayberry country town. If that's what you want to be, authentic and and different. If you don't want to be that, then you, know, you got to sell what you want to be, right? Hey, I mean, yep. Yeah. Well, the other thing, Ron, Columbia is a prime location for a convention center and hotel complex. I think y'all ought to try to get the state football playoff. I'd, I'd suggest you this right now it's in Chattanooga and way on the one side of the state. You can certainly make a cogent argument that it should be in Middle Tennessee, given you know given the location, right? So it'd be a good. How, how, how many people does that lines you know, Clayton knows this? How many Columbia High School Stadium hold? I would say. I don't not, know. Not I mean, enough, right? Not enough. Not for a state. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, 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 it would probably be close. I mean, it would definitely fill it up. See, sure. the, the county doesn't capture that tourist. I mean, they get a little sales tax, but not. Hotel, hotel their, revenue tax. Their, their primary source, though, is the property tax. And, that's, and, and, yeah. and let's get back to that historical anomaly. I mean, it's not written in stone that the county has to operate the school system. But you've got to remember that before the Second World War, uh, and going back to this county's beginning, Columbia was a relatively tiny little place, and all the people lived, and the wealth was out in the county. And so, it, it, you know, in 1900, it made perfect sense for the county to pay for the school system because that's where the money was. After World War II, everybody left the country. They moved to the cities. The money moved to the cities. Therefore, you've got to, but the way that, and so it, it you know, the, the county now is relatively poor next to the city of Columbia or even Spring Hill or maybe even Mount Pleasant. 
But uh, certainly next to the counties, you know, if you want to get a park project done in Murray County, there's hardly any dollars to do it. City of Columbia is doing them all day long. You know, I mean, that's that that's that's just the city's relatively wealthy. Well, over in in uh, in Lincoln County, I believe, and what's the other county, Clayton? Coffee. Uh, Coffee County. So that's uh, Tullahoma and Fayetteville. Yes. Within the last few years or so, there have been city school districts established where the city pays for the schools that are within the city limits, operates, pays, whatever. And the county operates, and that's that's solved their problem. Now, I don't know of any momentum to have that done here, but, you know, in a pie-in-the-sky world, just being flippant, I would say that, you know, what the Murray County School Board ought to do is take all the keys to the schools inside the city limit and, and deliver them to Mayor Mulder and say, it's your baby now. And that would solve this problem. Well, on that point, just re- real quick, I mean, it did create, it does create some issues if you if you do that because you're you're duplicating a lot of your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you're duplicating a lot of what you need for the schools, and they're not always of equal status. Like for instance, in Fayetteville, I mean, we were talking yesterday, and I don't, I'm probably catch some heat for saying it, but I'll go ahead and say it. I mean, it's largely like a segregated school system once again. So if you're at the city schools and you want to play tennis. There's no tennis courts for you to play on. You can go to the county, and you know they have got nice tennis courts. You can't take your kids from the city schools up to the county tennis courts. So you see what I'm, what I'm trying to say here? There's a schism in the in the county, yeah. and, and the well, culture. I mean, the no. culture takes a hit, and it's just not like that with tennis. I mean, anything, cross country, football, any extracurriculars. I mean, there's a wedge driven deep, and and I can speak for Lincoln County, but. A, there's a wedge in deep in the culture in between the city schools wow. who have a lot of minority students and the county school who doesn't have those minority students and then there's all these different separate entities at play battling for the same same stuff i i mean you usually have the right to change schools so if you play tennis you go to a school outside your district right there's there's not that that I think Fixed. you you can at Fayetteville City you can you can you can go, you go where you you'd like, um, but I mean that just drives the wedge deeper. I yeah, think. but as you have people spending money though, they got to spend money on things that are efficient, right? You get one person playing tennis or two playing tennis, you got you got to fund the program. Well, I mean, the other, I mean, nobody nobody is folks. This is just something I you know threw out there like tossing in a grenade because there's nobody seriously <laughs> nobody's seriously talking about doing this uh in murray county right now but i think you know you, you look over there that you know of course seth there are always problems with any kind of change you know and you have to address those but to the best of my knowledge it's solved their money problems in those two counties uh coffee county and lincoln county you can't um, go to a metro government like nashville where, where murray county is the the government well, well, I, I brought that I, up yesterday. we need to, to well and again though that's and, and again you know throw in a grenade pie yeah. in the sky you know <laughs> um, well so, that was tried several years ago yeah, that, that's and, that's and, not that's yeah. not a that, just like city schools yeah. the the uh Metro government is not a political reality probably right now, but I think it is important to note that uh, in um, that those two counties have done it, and by all accounts, you know there have been other other problems, but their their money problems, their fiscal problems, by having both the county and the city share the burden of the schools in the county. Uh, their their money problems have been largely but, alleviated. Well, just real quick, I, I couldn't think of the number. I mean, but with Lincoln County, there was such an issue that the 
county commission in Lincoln County had to pass a 37% property tax increase. Yeah, and that's so, where, that, and that's where we're headed here. That's or, astronomical, right? I right, thirty-seven percent. Mean, that's, that's and a so big deal. and so. Hence, they the pressure for city schools came about, and city schools were formed. And um, you know, that's that's Jerry. I mean, you know, unless something's done, we're going to be looking at that here, or just holding school, you know, under trees or in. Uh, old county utility buildings you know i mean that's, that's the other thing jerry how much money are we giving away to businesses that move here what tax breaks are we giving them that's gonna have to be cut back if you want a business here you want to do business here bring your business here well Miss york and short answer that's short answer short answer to that is that it's it's negotiated on a case-by-case basis uh that falls um completely within the authority and the responsibility of the industrial development board uh the county commission two years ago i think it was um granted them authority to negotiate those types of agreements uh and then bring it to the county commission for you know, all you really yeah, have to give yeah, them, right. Jerry, it's, it's break. All it's, you have to give them is tax abatements, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're past break time, but Mr. Oh, York, I think it's inconsistent. I mean, you talk about good, high-paying jobs. I mean, everybody knows that when these places relocate, come to a certain community, you've got to do business with them, and and that includes tax abatements, so they're going somewhere else. So. If we want those good, high-paying jobs you're talking about, we're going to have to do what everybody else does and compete for them. All right, let's take a break and come back. We've got GM there. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hey everybody, this is Johnny with Rubik's Groove, and I am here with... This is P. Witty. And she ra Alright, and we're here to tell you that we're going to be rocking the 80s, 90s, and 2000s on New Year's Eve right here in Columbia at the, the Mule, Mule House. House. It's going to be a great time, everybody. Make sure you get your tickets and come check us out. We want to see you there. Doors are at 8 p.m., and the show it starts at 9 p.m. and takes you through midnight. But the memories will last forever. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Guess what, Mr. Tillis? Not too long ago, you were saying it was too early to start Christmas shopping. But now is the perfect time, and we've been working on finding a great collection of jewelry for everyone, from vintage, modern, and custom designs. What about engagement rings for a Christmas or New Year's proposal? Ah, yes. We have both vintage and modern styles, all unique to show the perfect symbol of love. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, owned and operated by Rick, custom designer, and Carrie, registered gemologist, assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM and WKOM 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, Rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. We're 
Welcome back. Three news with a view. Cold Wednesday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Uh, special Tuesday guest, always, Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. And Seth Campbell, a school teacher from Mount Pleasant, who joins us to give Mr. York a little help uh, whenever he's able. How you doing, Seth? Hey, doing good, doing good. Good and morning. Jerry Bridenbaugh is with us. Uh, been really, I think, keep getting us more informed about this issue, uh, and, and that's important. Uh, the... the Fees, don't call them impact fees, whatever they are. Or growth. Development fees is development what they're called in Rutherford County. Yeah. There we go, development yeah. fees. Uh, Jerry's a member of the commission, also chair of the Mary Kay Republican Party. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the fastest hour in radio in Murray County. There we go. All right, let's see. Uh, Ron uh, Hart and uh, Seth Campbell write columns that are right beside each other in Main Street, Murray, each week. I don't have this week's edition. Uh, we are... We are redoing the interior of this building and whatever is usually around is lost so it, it, it's a it's a good indictment on hunter biden this week it I, yeah. yeah okay and, and so ron uh says among other things he's talking about hunter and all his woes uh there is hope for hunter if he can fight the irs and get it to agree that hookers drugs and sex club memberships are deductible and that bribe money is untaxable he will be given a Kennedy Award in Washington and the Nobel Prize for Economics in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> poor old Hunter. <laughs> Just a poor little, you know, fellow. Who, starving yeah. artist. Yeah, starving. What about Giuliani, uh, Ron? You didn't write about him. You're going to break him. I mean, the, your, your private court system is going to break him. I guess he went bombastic. That, that $148 million award was, was ridiculous, mm. but... You know he's he's broke and they keep chasing him around. They, y'all well, he's always that. broke, but yeah, he's he was riding around in that. a chauffeured truck, a chauffeured vehicle, so he's broke, huh? So is Fauci. Yeah, Fauci. The difference is Giuliani pays for his it. retirement. Well, you, if you know, you don't know. Hopefully, but it, it, you would surmise that you're being chased down for money by people. It's a long fight. He's a lawyer. This will take five or eight years to get money. He'll be broke by the time. He already is broke, I think. Trump didn't pay me either. Well, yeah, that's a that's a point of contention. Trump kind of left him out to what dry. What a cabal! What a cabal! How about Menendez? How's he doing over there? You think he's going to? Oh, he's still, he's gonna fight court. He's gonna fight court. You know, yeah, he's like, right. he, he's he gonna take it like he's gonna take it like a man instead of being a wimp, though. You know, what's the wimp do? Wimps complain and cry. And- Oh yeah, he, he, he said that there was a, no, he, and stuff you, you like that. His, did you hear his speech? He said they came after him because he's Hispanic American. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the opposite, Mister York. Ron, Ron, At least I, he's going through the system. Uh, you know, and he's system. not trying who's not, to, who's not going through the system. Can you opt out of the system? I didn't know that. Well, well no, you can't opt out. But okay, without without, without raising all kind of erroneous and nefarious reasons, like your your cult leader who. Well, uh, who, who tries unre- to embrace dictators across so, the world? So his his reason for having gold bars and cash in his suit pockets is what? That's not. It's about like having secret papers in your bathroom. I know. I do know this though. They the, the DOJ is looking at it, and they found out that where where Menendez had gold and silver and uh, you know cash in his suit, it was a Donald J. Trump collection suit. So they're going to go after Trump for it. 
Yeah. yeah. Ron, I'm with you on that one, though. He needs to, he needs to, I think, I mean, I'm with Fetterman, too, who's been really a big, um, you know, holding the torch to get Menendez to resign. Menendez needs to resign. I mean, he's been, he's been, this isn't the first time. No, this isn't the first time. (laughs) I mean, he needs to resign. He needs to go, I mean, he can face the court charges outside of the Senate, but he needs to, he needs to leave. Yeah. The gold bars. You need to resign up there. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to. got R's behind their name, too. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, uh, Santos did. And Santos did the right thing. He needed to resign, too. But Menendez does need to resign. He needs to go away. That's a little – I'm not the first person to ask someone to, to resign, but that it's it's a pretty pretty damning indictment on him. And um, he's been up there for a long time. He's been embroiled in a lot of different controversy. I think if we're playing the game, <laughs> yeah. if we're, if we're, if we're yeah. doing this the I right way, he, he needs to go he away. He liked the Bidens. Thank you. Realize in New Jersey, Delaware is also pretty corrupt and Democrat. So I think they feel like they got a pretty good shot with the jury there. Oh, you just need one person to lock up. They know that, so why not take it to the wall on that? You know, oh boy! Unless yeah. they give him an off ramp. Democrats are the boogeyman. <laughs> well, you, if you yeah, I mean, if you go to the all Democrat state, I, I think it's totally unfair to try Trump or any anybody in Washington D.C. They're building ninety five percent for Hillary. That's not a jury of your peers. Yeah, You're like a, a black man being tried in Utah. You know, the only black guy in town being tried in Utah. I think you'd raise the hell about that. <laughs> it happens every day. No, it, it's going it to. It happens every it day. It is becoming abundantly clear that justice is different. Is about third block, for different, maybe more yeah. than that. Justice is different for different people in different parts of the country, and that's becoming abundantly clear. I think. I think some some folks could have told you that years ago. Though, I mean, I mean, you're, you're echoing what a lot, what a lot of what a, what a lot of black people have been saying for a long time, Doug. Well, well I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Never had justice. I'm, I'm not going to jump into that one. But, had a procedure, uh, but not a justice. That's what y'all justice got right now. Not, you know, justice is not blind. She's peeking through the through the through the blindfold. Well, you know, I, think just, I think you shouldn't be using government to go after your political enemies, and I hope the Republicans don't do that. But they shouldn't do. They shouldn't commit crimes, Ron. That, that's what crimes. I don't. What, what crimes did Trump These commit? Folks by the way? There's mm. evidence of crimes being committed, and there's they're always going to be evidence. I can find evidence on you. You, you want me to chase you around for like two weeks hey, and see? Chase what me around. You? You're not going to find <laughs> there's, enough, the there's enough laws oh, out there. Miss York is a federal prosecutor. I could have indicted you. Chase me around. You're not going to find me breaking the law. I don't even speak. He don't worry. Yeah. You've, you've broken five federal laws since cr- breakfast. Uh, exactly. I, I can indict yeah, you in a second. There's so I many did. laws layered upon other laws that haven't been off the books. They oh, can get you for anything. Y- y'all are acting like Donald Trump has lived a life yeah. of, of angelic, um, you know, proportions here, and he's just never done anything wrong. You guys are shocked, just absolutely appalled, well, shocked, shocked that Donald that. Trump I, has done I wrong things. I know he's probably never done anything ball. wrong. Yeah, you, you, he's, you he's know clean. it. You know it, Ron. You know what you're dealing with with him. I mean. Frank yeah. Nitty. I know what he's doing. De- I know what we're dealing with with him, but you got the same thing with Menendez and Donald Trump's just like Mr. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Senator Byrd from West Virginia. I mean, they all got they all got nicks on them. You know, they oh, all. I don't, there's no, there's no, I, I don't want one that doesn't. Look at the founding fathers; they're all scoundrels. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, you know, and, and Don, Don, Donald Trump, them. just like Mr. York, like all of us, has committed five federal crimes since. Um, uh, since since breakfast, uh, usually usually wire fraud or mail fraud, and then after the FBI comes out and talks to you about it, they'll turn you around to where you lie about it, and then you get indicted for lying to the FBI. That's the way it yep. works. Um, and yep. so, 
And Donald Mr. Trump, Trump's office, I'm surprised he hadn't gotten more in trouble with but that. But Donald Trump's, Trump's been office. indicted for political speech and having a political no. opinion. Yes, oh. that is. He no told way. the January no 6th people, Mr. The, the indictments hinge on the, on the notion that he. Yeah, the indictments hinge on the notion that he's lying about the results of the 2020 election. No, he has a different opinion than you do about the 2020 election. Now, let's and get on. Al Gore had in South Florida. The yeah. courts didn't determine that dealt with Giuliani. That, uh, Giuliani had an opinion, but they didn't. They they discovered he was lying. He to didn't put people's lives well, so in was, jeopardy. So Miss York, so that's another Gore, down in the weeds. So Jul- Al Gore in South Florida. In South Florida. <laughs> Jul- Al Gore contested the South Florida. Yeah. We had a recount for three weeks. Should he go to jail? Hey, but Al, Al Gore never called the Secretary of State asking for 11,000 votes either, though. Who knows? Yeah. That, that was explicitly he, he trying to subvert the, the election. Either, explicitly never, trying to subvert the election. Seth, he never, that's just, never showed up at a polling you, place you read trying that, to count votes either. I do read that because you, you, you call you, and you ask for those votes. You that's read Tammany that as Hall, a, New York-type stuff. You know, it's what awful. he didn't say is, will you manufacture 11,000 votes oh, for me that being, don't exist? You're changing the verb. You're just changing the verb. You're a lawyer playing words. Joe Kennedy called Illinois uh, Mayor Daly and said, I need these many votes for Jack Kennedy to win the presidency in 1960. Please review the, the uh, voting procedures and the ballots and do a recount because if you could find 11,000 votes, I would win. That's what he was saying. And a jury's going to have to determine that. Oh, but that, to, that's, that's but to say, for I you, mean, armchair, you don't find eleven thousand votes, and what election you, are you going to find eleven thousand votes? For you, arms, <laughs> for, for you, armchair lawyers, to say that there was criminal intent in that statement is just a stretch <laughs> to, to subvert Ask the vote. Wisconsin fake election. No, stretch. He didn't. He didn't call election. and say, "I need you to subvert the vote and give me eleven thousand votes." He just oh. said, "I'm looking for eleven thousand votes." <laughs> Where are you going to find them? Are you going to pull them out of the air? I mean, he's just by a recount, a fair recount of eleven thousand. I mean, you you have to finish the sentence, Seth, and there are a dozen oh my, different ways you can finish the sentence. Oh my sentence. goodness! There's not a mysterious Ooh, town with eleven thousand Trump voters. That's that what, pop up. Seth. That's what you believe Trump was saying. It's it's not, not feasible. What he necessarily that's, that's what said. happened with Biden we'll overnight. All court. of a sudden, well, that, bam. Pennsylvania, late, late, I'd like to know where those 600,000 votes came Atlanta, from between 3 and 6 a.m. Uh, in late Pennsylvania. Night, what time is it? All right, we're doing <laughs> the bye-bye music. We'll see you in court, Dale. Right. We'll see you in court, baby. Well, yeah, that's when. That's what courts and juries are for, yeah, for different That's, what, that's different, a good use of money. Atlanta, where people get that, robbed and raped That's a question of fact. What did Trump mean when he said that? But anybody who says that they know what Trump meant, I've got a prize book. Bull, I want to sell you. We don't now, care what he meant. Let the courts take so care of it. So Clayton. Bye. Seth, Bye. R- Seth writes a great call this week about the meaning of Christmas and a Merry Christmas to us all and Merry Christmas, Ron. And Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. Tomorrow, folks. Feels we went down.